welcome back to another episode of So Good So Far podcast. I'm Nicole. <laughs> Should we introduce ourselves for episode 37? This is Jackie. This is my voice. And this is me, Nicole. What's All up? Right. Well, welcome to we're, the podcast. We're podcast friends, not real friends, but podcast friends. Yeah, we just discovered though we do have one other thing in common. So the one thing we found out that we had in common was that we both like Kanye West, which I actually I'm knew that. I'm super surprised that you like Kanye. Why? Because you also like Taylor Swift and their enemies. Well, you know, <laughs> music is good. You know, music is music, but mm-hmm. you know, Kanye can be a little off his rocker sometimes, but. I do be liking his music. Yeah, he also is like really honest about his mental health struggles, which I mm-hmm. kind of appreciate. It's a, extremely hard to say, like, if you don't like Kanye West as a person, it's hard to say that he's not good at rapping because he's basically yeah. like the Beatles of rap, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, he's his music's amazing. There's yeah. like, I never listen to one of his albums and think like, this is trash. Like, no, every single one of his albums. It's is all good. it's all great. Mm-hmm. It's like all like nothing I've ever listened to. It's fantastic. Um, what's your favorite song so far? Off, off Donda. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you so first oh, of all, oh, you, this is this is what we want to talk about. He has a new album. <laughs> he has a new album. He just released it. It's like been long awaited and he just randomly released it on a Sunday, didn't he? Yeah. And I think like because everyone on Twitter was like, this is about to be the greatest album of all time because of his breakup and stuff like that. And mm. It's really good. It's real good. It's, it's really real good. good. I yeah. listened to it all day while I was working and I was like, man, this is just so good. It's really long. It is. It's long and it has all those like part twos at the end, which yeah, is like not that uncommon, really but yeah, weirdly. Okay. So I didn't really like Jesus is King that much. His last album, but partly because I just like don't believe in God really, but <laughs> so I'm like, this like, is so that does add relatable. to it. <laughs> this is not relatable as a like small agnostic white woman this is not relatable which the record is not for me so that's okay but this one weirdly enough i really liked jesus lord and heaven and hell which really oh i loved heaven and hell really oh and i think new again was my favorite yeah but oh no i also really like come to life okay yes yeah yes and hurricane and jail are both up there as well yeah, I think Jail was my favorite. That one just came mm-hmm. out swinging, top of the yeah, album. Yeah, you're I like, like okay. okay. And okay. Jail Part 2 is good, too. Oh, yeah, slaps. That and Heaven and Hell were, like, my two favorites. Um, and then I really liked Hurricane. And what was the other one that I really liked? Oh, Believe What I Say. Yeah, That I was really another one, one I really liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was another one I really liked. I thought it was very, like, it had a lot of energy mm-hmm. overall, the album. And I feel like... I mean, his sound, he has a very specific Kanye sound, but I feel like he kind of added a very fresh, like electronic sound to it. Yeah. I I appreciated it. What is your favorite Kanye album? I really like Life of Pablo. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a lot of really good like bangers on that album, I feel like. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So moving on from that, unless you have okay. more to say. No, that's all I had to say. And just so everyone knows, we're reiterating that the only two things we have in common are this podcast <laughs> and that we both like Kanye. Okay. So that is our, that's our one mutual life update uh, and recommendation. I feel like you have some other ones. Yeah. I have some other ones. So I'll just come right out the gate with the most horrifying thing that happened to me this past week, which is that I had to go to the dentist And so here's the thing. I'll really start out by saying that. So I'll start out by saying that I was, I needed to get vaccinated and I wasn't getting vaccinated because as anyone knows who listens to this podcast, I hate needles. It's a real phobia. It's not for me. I wanted to get vaccinated truly super bad. And it was um, a real tough thing for me to be like, I'm going to overcome this fear because it's just really horrifying. Anyone who has a fear of needles knows. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. So before that, though, I had I went to the dentist last Friday while I was there. It was my first appointment at this new place because I've been making all these appointments because I'm trying to use my benefits at work, which like PSA, if you're not using your benefits at work, use them. It's so much free money. Um, So I'm just like, I'm going to make all these appointments. I need to get my eyes checked and my teeth checked and all this business. So I made a dentist appointment at this new place. 
they did a cleaning and they took all these x-rays and they found out that I had one cavity plus these like two other spots that they were like, well, we just want to keep an eye on these spots, whatever. So they were like, we do need to fill this cavity though. So I scheduled an appointment for the following Monday to come in and like get it filled and dentist stuff like doesn't bother me as much, like getting numbed up, you know, they have to like give you a shot, but it's not, that doesn't bother me as much. I don't know why, but I get to the dentist and they're like, well, you actually need to get these other two cavities, quote unquote, filled, which they were like, they're really small, but they're just going to get bigger and you don't want to have to deal with them later, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, this is probably a scam, but like, whatever. So he, so they're on opposite sides of my mouth. So it's already like, he basically, the doctor basically has to like numb up my entire mouth. He's like, we're just going to numb you up, like whatever. Gives me like three of the like numbing shots. Yeah. My mouth. Oh my God. But you hate needles. I know, but no, dentist stuff doesn't bother me as much as saying. So it's not that bad. I was kind of like, this is not like not my favorite thing. He gave me like three or four and I was like, okay, that's like plenty doc. Like you can stop. And then he starts like drilling and I am not kidding when I tell you he's drilling on one side of my mouth at the bottom and he slips with the drill and cuts the underneath of my, underneath my tongue lacerates it and I was like I'm so sorry and I'm like I was already numb and I felt it it was so painful and I was like trying to tell him but like three people are standing over me with their hands in my mouth <laughs> and he was like oh it's oh it's fine you're you're good you're good we're just gonna we're just gonna numb that up a little for you and I was like well this would be no says. more he was like your tongue moved I was like my tongue is completely numb. So if it moved, that's on you. And the two other people standing over me with their hands in my mouth, one of their jobs has to be to hold my tongue out of the way. <laughs> surely, surely. So comes in again with this freaking needle numbing underneath my tongue, numbs my tongue. I was like, okay. And I'm just laying there like, this is a horrifying experience from hell. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like, this is just happening. Like there's nothing I can do. I just have to like be here and let this happen basically. So then he finishes drilling everything out. I'm like horrified. He leaves the hygienist, like puts my fillings in, which was already weird. And I was like, okay. So she put them in, he comes back to like check them afterwards. And he's like, oh, let me look at that little cut under your tongue And he's like, actually, and I think I'm like, this is over. It's over. Like, I can just go home. Like, I'm going to be in pain, but whatever. I just want this to end. He comes back and he's like, actually, I really think we're going to need to stitch that up. The tongue? I was like, yeah, it was like under my tongue. I was like, I'm so sorry, sir. You're going to come in here with a sewing kit now? Like, I can't do this. Oh, my God. Absolutely horrifying. I I was not on any sort of, like, laughing gas or anything, which, like, typically if you're getting something mm-hmm. extreme done they'll do that but obviously I thought I was just getting cavity filled little did I know I was getting oral stitches <laughs> amazing but it was so terrible I left my entire mouth was completely numb for hours my tongue was numb for hours I could barely talk I had to go back to like work I was working from home but I still had to work mm-hmm. and be on like all these calls and stuff so that was terrifying that was horrible but then I was like you know what this vaccine is gonna be a freaking walk in the park compared to that <laughs> I was like I can go in and get one shot. Like I'll be totally Was it fine. though? It totally was. Well, the following Friday was when I was scheduled to get my vaccine. And it was so nice because I ended up, I ended up being able to get some anxiety medication um, for that's like for medical procedures, which like obviously a vaccine isn't like a procedure, but it helps <laughs> to relax people with like medical type things, or it's just like in general, but it didn't really, I thought it was going to make me like super loopy. And like, uh-huh. I've heard people being like, Oh, I take that. And like, I didn't even remember the procedure. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't really want that. You have to like go. Was and- it maybe the level that they had taken? Well, I don't know because they were saying they were taking like basically just as much as I was taking. And I just really didn't feel like I definitely felt a little more like relaxed, I feel normal but I felt like pretty normal and I was like, like when I take like okay. Adderall like yeah. I feel like a normal person is that yeah I know exactly I was like so I did feel like a little out of it looking back at the time I really didn't think I was though I was like I, I honestly feel fine like is this not working but I ended up being totally fine and um I just went to like a Walgreens and got it and it was so quick and so easy and like I was totally fine after I was pretty tired afterwards um I got pretty sleepy but it went fine and I'm glad I did it. Obviously I wanted to get it, you know, I'm not out mm-hmm. here being an anti-vax or anything, but I am anti-needles and 
the amount of needles that were in my vicinity in the last week was, was just simply, <laughs> simply terrific. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that's hard. Um, it's all right. It was a whole experience, but you know, I actually do feel a lot better. Like I really overcame a lot of my fears this week and not overcame, but like faced them, you know, and had to really deal with them. And anyone who knows anyone who has like medical related anxiety and or phobias understands that it's like pretty uh, consuming and you really avoid like any sort of medical anything because it's like really, really stressful. And I was glad that I did that. So uh, I was just recently going through a lot of health issues, as you know, and I thought I was done after I got this, I, after I got these antibiotics to fight this infection, but then the antibiotics made me contract a yeast infection. And then I thought I solved that, but I guess it didn't because it came back and I dealt with it again. And so I finally just had the last day of yeast infection. And I just realized like, I've had so many health problems this past year that I have put a lot of things like eating well and working out to the side because I just want to like take care of the thing that's like right in front of my face, like whether it's with my teeth or with like my reproductive system or an infection, whatever. And I just finally am like, okay, now that I don't have any glaring health issues anymore, I feel like I can focus on either eating better or working out. And because I've just been so focused on that, I realized like, I really want to feel what it's like to be in peak fitness. Yeah, totally. I never, I don't think I've ever been in peak fitness in peak shape before because I've either been really depressed or dealing with health issues. And this is like the first time where I'm not struggling with either. So I feel like the next goal is to like feel really good about my body. Yeah, definitely. I feel the same way. Like, I've never really been, I used to like, obviously we used to play sports when we were kids and stuff, but at that time I like never cared about what I was eating, you know, right, yeah. not that like when you're a kid, you don't need to be like worrying about stuff like that all the time, especially when it comes to like, obviously if, if you're just trying to be healthy, which most kids don't care about that, but, but you shouldn't be worrying about that, about like your body image when you're so young, yeah. but I totally get what you're saying. Like ever since I stopped playing sports, I've really never been like in shape. Mm -hmm. physically you know like physically fit yeah and I really want to be like you're right I want to feel that way that feels too like part of what I'm working on is just like removing those barriers from working out like oh you know I can't get to the gym today or like I don't want to leave my house well I can still work out or you know I don't have the energy well how can I get around that like that kind of thing is just I really just want to figure out what is the best way for me to work out? Because I've always been like, okay, I want to be one of those people that wakes up at 5 a.m. and goes and works out and has a smoothie to start the day. It's like, I'm never going to be that. Or if I am forcing it, it's not going right. to be what gets me there. Yeah. I'm going to have to like really enjoy the process of working out to want to wake up at five, which I do not at the moment. So it's better to just like start liking it and then see if that makes me switch. And if it mm -hmm. doesn't, well, at least I still work out. So yeah, it's like you can do movement at any time or like any way that feels right to you. I think that's like a big thing that obviously people talk about it a lot, but there's, I think we did just talk about this on the last episode. Yeah. In the hobbies episode about like finding something that works for you, but also mm -hmm. finding the routine that works for you because you're right. Like everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people want to be like that girl that gets up. And like you said, meditates and then works out and has a smoothie and a green tea and like whatever but it's mm -hmm. like that's not everyone that's not who everyone is and that's not gonna be everyone's routine and just because it looks a certain way those people are wired to kind of like do that sort of thing but not everyone is wired that way so I think it's okay to let up let off that pressure of like I have to do it this way for it to be right I do that all the time and it's like you don't have to do it that way or it just creates a barrier between it does because you're like well I could never do that so I can't I can't be fit at all. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you totally can. It's just yeah. kind of, it, it might just look different. Yeah, exactly. So that's a barrier, I think. And the whole like being tired after work, because that's what's really hard is like, I'd love to be the person that wakes up in the morning because I just get so sleepy after work that I just don't want to do anything. And it's probably not good to just like chill after work and do absolutely nothing. But 
it would be really nice to be like, okay, I worked out for the day. And so if I am not super active, I don't feel like guilty, Yeah. but there's like ways around it. I, I really think that going to the gym straight from work is like one of the best things that you can do because yeah. the second you get home, you don't want to leave again. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe your next step is just like putting a gym bag in your car Yeah. or something, you know, exactly. it's like taking taking those small steps that feel Mm -hmm. less strenuous or something. And then it's kind of like, well, my gym bag is in here. I could go. And it's like not forcing it because sometimes that makes you want to do it less, but just being like, well, I am already prepared. And like, also I feel like for you, for me, I always get so stressed about what am I going to eat? But I don't think that's like as big of an issue. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that is like such a good time to go because then it's like, you're done and you can just go home and chill. And it doesn't have to be a morning thing, but it's like still part of your like day. And it's just part of your like routine of being out and about for the day. Yeah, exactly. And so then when I get home, it's done. And I think also because I have such a hard time with time management, I'm genuinely terrible at it. And so when I come home, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll be able to get to the gym and then come home by a reasonable time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it doesn't work like that ever. Like I've never before been able to like get out of my house at a decent time to go to the gym but I also hate going to the gym when there's a lot of people there Mm -hmm. so going after work really sucks but obviously it's better to go before work or just like during work I mean I should just quit my job so I can be in peak physical fitness I think that all the time like I wish I didn't have to work so I could be fit and then I'm like that's really not an excuse (laughs) that's not an excuse I have a job so I can't be fit (laughs) I'm like, dang it. I don't know how these other people do it. Couldn't be me. Some people have a job that is literally fitness. Yeah, I know. That's that's the dream right there. I'm trying to fitness fitness into my schedule. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be our goal for the year is that by this time next year, we're going to be in peak physical fitness. You won't even recognize me. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you do see it coming, it's because my muscles are huge and you can't yeah. possibly, you can't possibly miss them. You know? <laughs> so speaking of what we're going to be doing in a year from now, we both lost our jobs at the exact same time, basically. Yeah. Like within like, apart. yeah, within like weeks of each other mm-hmm. um, due to COVID, which an, a lot of people did. So it's not like such a crazy thing, but we kind of got laid off at like a weird time. It was like a lot of people got laid off in April, May, and we Mm -hmm. got laid off in like September or like August, August, September. It was also such bad timing because right when we got laid off, the good unemployment ended. Yeah. And well, I mean, I got really screwed because the company that fired me, they claimed that I quit voluntarily. And yeah. I couldn't prove it because they fired me over Zoom. And that was yeah. a partially a mistake of just like not really understanding how how like the corporate world world works is like you need to get everything in writing and companies are always right. gonna screw you over if they have a chance. Right. Looking back now, I I really wish that I like had asked for it in writing, but you know, I just like got really tired of trying and holding on to the anger of it. Whereas like for you, you weren't really angry at your company. Yeah. And they, you were like more like almost for load. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I was like, I mean, I was laid off, but it was like, it was good standing. Yeah. Yeah. It was never like, it wasn't like they had get made any promises to bring me back. Although as most people know, they did end up bringing me back a few months ago um, when that when they got the go ahead to re- start rehiring. But yeah, at the time I was like, I was honestly kind of relieved at the time. Like I was really not really burnt out on the job. I was just kind of like, I just wasn't really enjoying it. And I think it was just hard because I just, it's probably partly because of COVID. And yeah. Like remote work. Yeah. It was just weird. Like I started there. I worked there for three months at the office. And then all of a sudden we went to work from home and it's like, I still was really new, like you said, to the corporate world and just like the nine to five desk job world and all that. I just think I had a rough experience as did anyone, but like, especially starting out and not really knowing like what going back to normal even looks like because you barely even had normal and still Mm -hmm. it's like not normal. And so I, there's still so much that I don't even know about like that type of life. I do remember feeling kind of like, 
okay, like that's fine. I'm kind of like, it wasn't really about the company at all. It was just like a personal thing. Yeah. Like I just think I was feeling, first of all, the effects of like being out in the working world for the first time in terms of like having a nine to five desk job, like obviously, you know, I've always worked, but not that type of a job. And it's a big transition <laughs> to like work five days a week, every single week. Yeah. And every, it's, and it's, it's like fucking hard to it work is, like, five just, days a week. I don't know. There's pros and cons, but like when you're working Monday through Friday, it is nice because you have weekends off. You always know your schedule. Like it's really consistent. You can create like a routine. Yeah, exactly. The opposite end of that is like, you just have to show up every single day and there's like it's the no, same thing. Right. It's like whenever I worked at restaurants, it was kind of like, well, if I didn't feel like working, I could get my shift covered off. Oh, I wanted to take time off. I couldn't it really didn't matter. There was like some sort of freedom. It was like, yeah, yeah. Even though it sucked to work nights and weekends. So there's two mm-hmm. sides of the coin, but I don't um, think there is like a perfect job. Yeah. Scenario. Really there's not. Yeah. Because like, but, even if you work for yourself, or you have your own company, you have to be self-motivated, which is also really difficult. Yeah. And you have to like, basically like your work basically is your life. You know, it's like mm-hmm. when yeah. you create that company or you create that business, like that is your life. Like mm-hmm. you're on all the time, basically. I think it's just that I hate working. <laughs> I know. Same. I'm like, that's me. I just don't like working. You're right. Like, I just don't like working, but I think finding something that you enjoy is like important. First of all, like we kind of talked about our initial feelings and how it was like pretty scary, but also like in a way I was kind of relieved to just like not have to work a little bit mm-hmm. and not feel super guilty because it was during COVID. It was kind of like a lot of people are out of work and I'm thankful to, I know a lot of people who get laid off. Obviously people get laid off all the time outside of the pandemic and that is probably way harder because it's like, it's not happening to everyone else. It's not it's more of a taboo subject to be like, I got laid off. Like it's, you know, whereas during COVID it was like, yeah, I got laid off. And it's like, oh, same. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was pretty yeah, easy I to think talk it about. Kind of, I think it kind of changed that too, like permanently, because mm-hmm. I think now just saying like, oh, I got laid off or like, oh, I quit my job. It's not as, there's not as much stigma associated with like being unemployed. Yeah, exactly. It's totally changing. And I love that now a big percentage of the United States understands how unemployment works. You know, it's like, if you get laid off, you have to kind of figure that out. I'm sure. And maybe this is just me, like not knowing that much about, like we said, the working kind of like working class job world. But I think a lot of people maybe didn't take advantage of unemployment just because they didn't know enough about it back before Mm -hmm. the pandemic. Whereas it became so common during COVID that now a ton of people know how to use it. They know it's not that hard. If you could get unemployment, you know, during that time, or at least even the the hoops you tried to jump through to get your unemployment, nothing would be that hard to try to get it if this happened again, you know? So you kind of know you have this confidence of like, I know I can navigate the system. Whereas maybe mm-hmm. without this, you wouldn't have known. And, and we should be taking advantage of those resources because that's what our country provides for people who get laid off, you know, who lose their yeah, jobs. Totally. There's also like less stigma about getting unemployment. Cause I think people are like seeking unemployment means that you can't support yourself. And that's like criminal. Yeah. Like taboo. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, you're on unemployment. It's like, yeah, I lost my job. It's not like these people were just saying, I don't feel like working. I'm going to quit. Right. And mm-hmm. So I can get on unemployment and be lazy. It's like, that's not what's happening when people get unemployment. It's that for some reason or another, their company has to lay them off mostly due to financial reasons, almost always. That's like almost the only reason people really get laid off, you know, unless it's like some- and most people don't just quit because they're like, I want to be lazy. Like no. if someone quits their job, it's because they feel like they aren't getting fair wages or fair treatment mm-hmm. or- or they don't like it they they don't like the person they work with it's like a whole range of problems where it most of the time i would say 99.9 percent of the time it's not because they just are lazy maybe it's mental mental illness their health issues it's like everyone has their own reason and most people do not want to not work because under capitalism not working is make they make it less desirable than actually working unless you're rich, but that's not considered like not working. 
Right. But it's like, if you think about it, if someone did quit just because they were lazy, it's probably because they have money to fall back on. Totally. You know what I mean? It's like, we don't criticize those people because they're rich, you know, right. If a rich person just quit everything and they're like, I'm just going to live off what I've made. Nobody would be like, okay, you're lazy. They would be like, all right, he got it figured out. Like he's in retirement, you know? And it's like, like, that's really not afforded that same opinion. Well, and it's like not even always people who are retiring. It's like people our age who have parents from their month or oh my god, goodbye. Who have money from their parents. Parents from their money. They have parents from their money. Yeah. Online, you can get yours there too. Amazon is a good source for parents. Um do they come with daddy issues? Yeah, they ship really fast, but they do come with daddy issues. Yeah. That makes sense. So overnight shipping, it's like there's gonna be some issues and yeah, you know, it's not gonna be perfect. Yeah. Um, Could get some off Etsy. And then your parents are usually like really hippie-ish. Mm-hmm. They're like a little bit better. Yeah. They don't come with like the extra baggage and um, mm-hmm. childhood trauma. Sure. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And that they're, makes like, sense. they're usually really beautiful. That's true. Mm-hmm. Etsy is superior. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend shopping for parents on Craigslist. Used parents. Yeah. Just tired and they don't they have are. a lot of money to give you. Right. They already gave it to their first kids. Yeah. So. Anyways. Um, that was a weird bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate us. Um, so yeah, long story short, I mean, I think that it's fantastic that losing your job due to a layoff or having to be on unemployment because of the same reason, you know, is, doesn't have to be the stigma of, oh, you're lazy and you don't want to work. It's like, or they can't find a job that's in their field. And I think people also put down like working in your field versus like just getting a job. It's like, just get a job. It's like, I want to get a job in my field so that I can keep working my career. You know, it doesn't, yeah, it's not always a matter of more right. it is in your field. You're like, I'm used to having the things that a career provides, such as benefits, such as um, the wage that I, you know, worked up towards based on my skill level, all these different things. And I understand being like, oh, you just need to have an income, but sometimes it's almost better to be on unemployment and look for a job that's going to be in your field than just to like take a random job because then you're working even harder, making the same amount of money as unemployment and you don't really have time to look for another job. But anyway, getting back to (laughs) losing our job. I think like when we lost our jobs, it just felt like, so just we just felt so discombobulated because it's like we honestly don't know where to go from here because there wasn't a lot of people hiring obviously because it was the pandemic it wasn't like how it is now where it just feels like every job is is hiring so we just felt like okay like maybe we should just throw ourselves into something else like the podcast Mm -hmm. and that was perfect timing like we've already said this in the first episode but it was such perfect timing almost because starting it was a lot of work like getting it started mm-hmm. and doing it is still a lot of- it is it's our yeah it's still a lot of work and at that time we were just learning a lot still and getting the hang of figuring everything out and picking a name designing a logo like all this stuff that takes longer than you think and it was great because we had all this free time to do it and it was something that like kept us busy like it was just you know a hobby that we took up that filled our time when we really didn't have like a a lot else to do and for some reason though I still like I really can't remember what it felt like to not have a job (laughs) yeah I don't feel like that (laughs) I mean I kind of do and I have really poor memories for it because it's like I didn't really take advantage of that time because I felt so depressed from, you know, what had happened to me of like not having a job, not having any money, being in a new city again. And it just really mirrored how I felt a year before that when I was in DC and I didn't have any money. I didn't have a job. I was in a new city and I felt like it was like, okay, so I just ended up back in the same place, Mm -hmm. but in the same state that I grew up in, which felt like some, for some reason, a regression, even though it ended up being such a blessing. And I feel like I was able to build up a life here way better, with friends and family around me and end up in a better place overall. I just felt like, okay, so this whole year I had just regressed. And I feel like that was kind of what the pandemic did to a lot of people is they just felt they regressed. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, 
all over social media, you kind of saw like all these people learning to do new things and getting really fit and creating these hobbies, starting their side hustle, because that's what people wanted to post about. But there was less about like feeling kind of defeated by it. I mean, there was still quite a bit about that, but kind of feeling like, A, you didn't do that much. And it's like, that's okay. This was a very difficult time for everybody. And I think it's easy to look back and think, oh, I didn't do all these things that I could have done. You weren't expected. It wasn't like, oh, if there's a pandemic, you need to learn how to bake bread. Because if you don't, you're a failure. If you don't get in the best shape of your life, you're a failure. If you don't learn this new thing, you're a failure. It's like, yeah, people had more free time, but also they were like in a state of maybe panic or like very high anxiety or grief from losing a loved one. Like you just never know. People were going through so many different things and it wasn't just all about, oh, I have extra free time and I'm making all this money off unemployment and I can do whatever I want. It's like not everyone really had that experience. And I think people want to post about all the great things that they maybe did during COVID, but realistically, everyone was probably like dealing with it somehow. Yeah. In a, in a difficult way, you know? And like, I mean, I think the way that we dealt with it was kind of diving into a new project that maybe Mm -hmm. is something that we, you know, would have liked to do in a different time, but just felt like there was no good place. Like, I think it made you like stop and realize that there are things that you can do now because Mm -hmm. you have a lot of time on your hands. Yeah. If not for the pandemic, I think I would have never started a podcast like we would have never started one because it's just like life just keeps going and there's no good stops. Yeah. Like a break. Yeah. And sometimes those like traumatic things that happen, like, like losing a job or breaking up with someone or even like losing a loved one. Sometimes those, even though they're unfortunate, sometimes they make you stop in your tracks and think like, what am I doing? Like, should I move forward with the way that I'm doing things? Mm hmm. I feel like those are, it's a good time to make a change, even though it makes things harder because you're making so many changes at the end, you just pull through like way stronger. Yeah. That was like one of the big things that we use. Like, even though we just talked about like how it was difficult for us, this was like such a great thing that came out of it and a great hobby that kept us busy. And I feel like there was a lot of other kind of like hobbies and activities that we did that were helpful for like clearing our minds and staying relaxed and like because there was a lot going on like I remember when we first started the podcast it was right around the time of the election Mm -hmm. and we had a lot of episodes about like being stressed about it and how to like stay in a good headspace and with everything kind of like going on with the election and the pandemic and um, it was just really stressful and so we talked about hobbies last week but I think this you know we wanted to just touch on today about some of the different like more meditative or relaxing hobbies that we mm-hmm. utilize during that time and beyond to like make us feel a little bit better. I feel like we've talked about this in the past, but clearing your mind or any kind of meditative hobbies are crucial to reflection and understanding where you have been and how you can improve and just like that escape from your everyday problems it's just essential for staying in a good headspace Mm -hmm. because if you don't have that break I think it just builds yeah if you're like stressed out it just kind of builds on top of each Mm -hmm. other if you have something you can like kind of retreat to or get away from thinking about work or other stresses in your life such as relationships or family or something that's just like causing you stress it can be so good to have some sort of release, whether that's something more intense like exercise or if it's something more relaxing like meditation. I, I know it's talked about a lot, but I think it's really understated how much stress really affects like everything in our lives. Like it affects your sleep, mm-hmm. it affects your weight, it affects your gut health. It affects you physically quite a bit. And I've already just noticed since moving home and like, like we've talked about living a little bit more slowly and my stress levels have gone down so much, like your cortisol levels in your body decrease, which helps so much with all the different functions in your body, because there's not this like inflammation basically. Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy what stress does. Like I was just in a constant state of stress for so long and I finally don't feel that way. And I'm like, 
I just feel better. I just feel like mentally a lot better too. I am really bad with stress and maybe everyone is, but I just feel like I deal with stress extremely poorly where I just like everything, my body just shuts down. Whenever I'm stressed out, I start yawning because I think my brain is like, you need to go to bed. Like you Mm -hmm. need to lay in bed and not do anything and not deal with this stress. Because for me, it's like, if there's any kind of stress, I just avoid it, which later on just creates more stress and is right a good method for dealing with anything. And I've just noticed that the less stress I am, the more energy I have having a few hobbies where I just kind of escape that stress or like mitigate it, I think has helped so much. Adopt. Yeah. I, I was just thinking while I were saying that I was like, yeah, we always talk about, oh, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. But I'm like, how often do I really do those things? Like what ones have I actually put into practice? I think it's so easy to be like, you can do this, you can journal, you can do all these things. And then I'm like, which of those do I actually do? So I'm trying to think of some that during like the pandemic when it was, you know, really bad and I lost my job, like things I was doing and actually journaling was one of them. I was writing down a lot of things about like my goals. I would write down a lot of, make a lot of lists and stuff about just like maybe where I want to be in a year or things that excite me that could potentially be a career or something like that to me is really releasing because it's like, I have all these ideas and sometimes it's, it causes me more stress to be like, I want to do all these things, but I don't know if I can. And what if I forget them and all this stuff? So it's nice to write those things down. I do that a lot. So nice. They are. It's like, you're just getting it all out of your head. And then another one I just remembered is that I was for a long time, I was doing yoga just to try to get back into exercising and getting my body used to movement. And I was doing this practice called yin yoga, where you basically like sit in these different poses for a really extended period of time. Um, So it's not really like strenuous. It's just really releasing and it's really Mm -hmm. peaceful. It is kind of like painful because the poses aren't always super easy, but Say for example, like for so long. Yeah, it's like you would sit in like pigeon pose or something for like five minutes, like a long time. And you're like, okay, like is this over? It's basically just like really prolonged stretches. And it's like you're supposed to breathe and get deeper and deeper into the stretch and stuff. So that was something I did for a while that I really liked that I would kind of like to get back into is just like really the I think stretching is like great. It's obviously really important for your body. And I think not enough people do it, including myself. So that's something I would like to get back into. But those two things specifically, like listing things that I wanted to do or things that excited me or things that places I could see myself living or just like different stuff like that really helped me to think about the future and think about what I wanted instead of getting stuck in the present, which maybe wasn't so good at the time. What about you? I feel like I, the ones that I've really adopted are, I think lists as well. Maybe we have more than just Kanye in common. Um, (laughs) We're getting too close. (laughs) A real friendship. Um, Yeah, no, I also just love getting everything out, but sometimes it's like, I don't want to write an entire diary entry. I just want to like get things out really quickly. And so I kind of got into bullet journaling. Mm-hmm. which is just, you know, quick lists of for your days so that you can kind of keep track of everything. And then I think I got into plants to be more meditative. It was just a really good way to like take care of something and worry about something other than myself. And it felt really good and also gave me like small reminders. Like if a plant needed to be watered, I'd be like, wait, when's the last time I've actually had a drink of water? totally or like when's the last time like I changed my clothes and I had to like change their pot or something (laughs) it's like yeah the pandemic is like these little things you just forget to do and Mm -hmm. um caring for something else was super helpful I think like it's kind of similar when you're caring for a pet um but this was like less work and less money because pet rent is expensive um the stakes are lower stakes are lower you know if you kill something like no one says anything not like when you kill you accidentally kill your parents that you got off your off craigslist Craigslist. yeah and we know we know how to bring it back around (laughs) yeah we sure do my favorite one now is reading and i like always say it but just bringing your mind back to the same task over and over again, I think is kind of the definition of meditation Mm -hmm. and being able to kind of like 
escape that like stress Mm -hmm. in a way is so is so good for you and yeah does that for me I think like it's really nice if you have a meditative hobby that also checks something else off of your list like going on a walk if you don't bring your phone and if you're just like kind of in the moment while walking and you really get into it I think that is nice because when you come home you're like okay so I just escaped my stress but also I did exercise like it's yeah things you know yeah exactly it's it, it can be something that like propels you even slowly towards maybe a goal that you have but it doesn't have to feel like so stressful yeah I feel like cooking is kind of like that too where yeah oh yeah yeah where you're like taking a lot of time to just really follow a recipe and maybe spend time with someone else or like you know make good food for yourself and then at the end you're like okay I've eaten and it was healthy Mm-hmm. you know and it was like yeah it really is like meditative like you're just you really can't be doing anything else when you're cooking yeah. and following a recipe like maybe you can listen to music or podcast but even then it's like I focus so much more on the podcast because I can't get distracted by other things like you're doing something with your hands and your brain is taking in the whatever it is you know so I always mm-hmm. like to do something like that I also think a big way you can kind of stay in a good headspace or that I stayed in a good headspace during being unemployed was just acceptance of where I am is like where I'm supposed to be. And I think that's really hard. Like even now I have a really hard time with that. I always think I need to be somewhere else. I always think I need to be further along or have more money or have, you know, a better job or, or I don't even know, have traveled more, like all these different things of thinking, I should have done that already, or I should be doing this and I'm not. And what am I even doing? And I think it's just important to have that reminder, no matter what, it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be even, it doesn't even have to be in a time of struggle, but just remembering like you are where you're supposed to be. You'll look back, you know, looking back a year ago, I think I was stressed thinking like, okay, I need to apply for jobs. Like if I don't apply for jobs, am I just being lazy? Like all this stuff. And it all ended up being fine. And it, and it was yeah. a good time for it to happen because we were able to start the podcast, which is something I love. You know, I don't like to say like meant to be or anything. Like, I just think what I just, I just think there that when you look back on something, you'll realize that like you were on the right path. Yeah. And also that maybe that thing wasn't the end of your life. Like you thought it yeah. was. And I feel like part of it too, is that you know, I often feel like I didn't accomplish enough in the time frame that I had, or I didn't do enough. And I feel like even looking back at the pandemic now, it's like, I totally felt during the pandemic, it's like, I'm not doing enough. Like I mm-hmm. haven't done enough during this time that I should have. Like you always think like when you're working before the pandemic, I wish I just had so much more time, you know, right. and you're given all this time, but because it's such a stressful season you don't utilize it that well and looking back now it's like okay I did start a podcast I did Mm -hmm. find a new job I did reconnect with a lot of friends and start a few hobbies and doing anything I think is something that you can be proud of oh yeah I think I love that you said that because it's like at any time you can look back and really think about the progress you've made and think about how far you've come from mm-hmm. some place. And, and you can, you can also think about like how much you didn't accomplish. It's kind of just really the way that you, that you look at it. Yeah. It's really just your, your perspective mm-hmm. on it. And I think if you just try to have the perspective of what have I accomplished? What, what did I do? Because sometimes until you really think about it, you literally forget, like, I forget we have a podcast all the time. I like, yeah. I'm like, what do I even do? That's cool. And then I'm like, yeah, I do host a podcast. That's pretty cool. Like, but you just forget because it becomes part of your life. And like, I think it's like partially about not setting at least too many expectations, if any at all, because I think that's, I always set so much expectations for myself. Like I, my birthday, yeah, I just had a birthday and every single year I hate my birthday because I'm like, I didn't get everything done that I wanted to get done. I feel like like that year. Yeah. I failed and I'm already this age and I haven't done blank. And it's like, 
every year I feel that way because I put so much expectations on the year and even like season wise, like this summer I was like, okay, I want to do this. I want to go camping a ton. And I've only been camping one time, you know, go somewhere else outside of Colorado. And I didn't really do that. I wanted to get in shape and I haven't done that. I wanted to start a retirement account and I haven't done that. And it's like all these things that I haven't done, but if I focus on those, yeah, it, it does seem like, you know, a piece of shit, but right. But what you can look back on is think about how many times you went to Elitch's this summer. <laughs> those season passes totally. really paid off and I, you only lost absolutely. one tooth. It's hard because the ways that I've improved are a little hard to uh, quantify. My sleep is so much better, but it's hard to like really quantify how much better it is, you know? Right. Like you can't, put a number to it. And so it's like, mm-hmm. well, how much did yeah. it really change? But I think if you ask someone outside of you, like if you were to ask me, how have I changed in the last year? I could give you a hundred things yeah, that, exactly. that are, that are positive. You, you too. Know? Like I, like I've noticed that you are more confident in who you are. You care less about what people think. You're really more focused on being uh, living slow and being less stressed overall. You're you're focusing on moving yourself forward in your job and trying to be easy on yourself if you don't, you know, like what you're doing. And you've definitely been working out more because I think that you weren't working out at all before like a year ago. Yeah, exactly. I've noticed that you're eating healthier and you're trying to mitigate your anxious habits. And I could like keep going on. There's like so much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I completely agree. Like, just like you were saying, your sleep has gotten better. You're like, I just don't know how I can quantify it. And I'm like, to me, I see a world of difference with that alone. And I mean, I just think like your mental health has improved exponentially to the, like, to the point where not the main, that doesn't get in the way, doesn't get in the way of what you're doing. Yeah. And like, again, just with the hobbies that you've started, that you were kind of like, not even in a headspace to start at the time, like working more on growing your plant collection and like reading more books. Like even I remember that wasn't even a huge part of your life back a year ago. And it's like, now that's even more prominent and you're really enjoying it. And I just think like, it's hard to see those things. Mm -hmm. Like everything that you said, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like those are all the things I want. And it's like, I can't see it, but also like social media, like I just realized that I used to have to set limits because I would spend upwards of nine or 10 hours a day on Twitter. I spend less than 30 minutes on Twitter. Right. Like that's, yeah, that's another thing is like, I remember that was something that you were like, I have to set limits. It's messing with my sleep. It's messing with my mental health. And now it's like, you did work on that. And it might not seem like something that happened overnight because it didn't. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy to think, why can't this change happen overnight? Or you might not even notice it, but you have like come so far with that. And that was a goal of yours. And like, you really achieved it, not just by saying one day, I'm just going to stop. I'm going to quit cold turkey. It was like, over all this time, you started realizing things that you wanted to do more or other ways you wanted to spend your time and you were able to get reemployed. And there's all these different factors. And I think people, when you look back, like you were saying, and you think I haven't done anything I wanted to do. It's like, you're not seeing your own progress because it didn't happen overnight. After at the end of a season, it would be really helpful to just look inside and be like, what has improved this season? Like, it's not always about like doing the things on your bucket list every season, because you can always do those things next year. And those aren't the things that make you better in life. They're fun, but they're not crucial. It's like, what have, how have you improved in ways that aren't quantifiable or like in ways that you didn't spend any money to do? Right. Like in ways that are your own personal growth, not necessarily like this one cool adventure you went on. Like that stuff is great. And that does help with growth, but it's like, it's so easy to look back on those things and think I did all these cool things, but just like what we just talked about, you don't always think about the personal growth that you've made. And so I think that's something to reflect on really Mm -hmm. in in a changing season or when you come on an anniversary of something or a new year or a birthday, it's just looking back and reflecting on how far you've come, the progress you've made 
and how you've grown as a person is like so important. Yeah. So this coming fall, I just want to like try and not set any expectations at all, except for like maybe that I want to be healthier, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's not, that's such a vague expectation that I can choose how to, how to set it and what to do. Like I, I want to feel healthier and try and mitigate my stress with money a little bit more. And I'm just leaving it at that. Do you have any expectations or like goals or anything like that? I don't have any expectations. Like you said, I'm trying not to set expectations because mm-hmm. it's just hard. Like you, you will get let down because nothing does go as planned. So for me, I think same thing. I do want to like feel healthier. Um, like we said, we want to be at our peak physical fitness in one year. So be on the lookout for that. But something I've really been wanting to do is just do things that scare me or stress me out, which like I talked about at the beginning of this episode, I Mm -hmm. kind of did like face certain things that really plagued me and like paralyzed me before where I was like, I will never do that. And it was kind of like, I got into these situations where I just had to, and maybe my, my goal or my um, intention is to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, and I'm sure we've talked about that before, but it's something that's pretty hard for me. I, I want to know what's going to happen. And I don't like uncertainty, especially in scary situations. And I think just letting go of that control a little bit and being okay with things not being perfect or things being scary and just knowing that. Yeah. And so kind of yeah, having that. That's, a, that's a good, that's yeah. a good intention. Intention's a better word to use. I think mm-hmm. than expectation. Yeah. That's what, yeah when I was working with Chelsea, that's what she would always say. was like, you should set intentions, not expectations, because intentions are things that you want to work towards. And like you, you have the intention of this thing. And even if it doesn't turn out that way, that's okay. Because it wasn't an expectation. It was just Mm -hmm. an intention and your intentions are what you want. So yeah, that's a good, that's a good note to end on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Loved this discussion. Yeah. Great discussion. So if you want to continue this discussion, you can always find us on Instagram at so good so far podcast or my personal Instagram at Jackie's attic. And you can find me at Nicole Pilgreen and you can find us on TikTok at so good so far podcast. If you want to continue the conversation, we'll be back next week discussing our favorite things, which is kind of a switch up. Yeah. Are just a fun things of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Fun episode. Just discussing some things we're really into right now and it's pretty funny. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that and we will see you guys next week. It's been so, so good, good so, so far. far. Thanks. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.